Tom, Eileen, Daniel, not necessarily in that order, but thank you all for doing this. And the first question I have, I'll throw it to Eileen and then Tom and Daniel, if you don't mind answering the same thing, that'd be wonderful. Uh, Eileen, was there a highlight for you in making this series? Oh, such a good question. This is literally what we've been talking about between the things. Oh, so, so many. Let me think of one. Uh, do you know, I have to say one of my favourite things of the whole series was um, filming a scene with uh, Tom and Jamie Beamish, who plays Andrew. And it was when he came back in the next day. And I had so much fun doing that scene. I know it was really serious, and the, the set, but it was just one of those things that, and it was so late at night and they had a big light up and it had attracted every tiny bug from <laughs> wherever we were. So like the outside light had this, but it was actually all the bugs on it. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a real highlight of the, the whole job filming that and then and a funny thing like oh just being in the wagon and getting to go on that whole trail and the experience of the journey itself was just super special i got excited i said too i was cheeky sorry <laughs> that was a wonderful answer question goes to tom next and then we got a double header for you daniel after that tom highlight for you in making billy the kid I mean, similarly, it's, it's so hard to pick one. It was such a, a joy of a job. Um, I, I mean, the, the horses for me, I, I never thought of myself as a, as a pony boy or a horse boy, but uh, I, I am now like completely in awe of those animals that I love them. I love working with them. I, wanna, I want every job I do to be a horse job. Uh, <laughs> so any directors out there making, making anything to do with horses, yeah, reach out. But um, no, I, I, if I had to pick one moment, it would be, I mean, the one that sticks out uh, is, is Kathleen's death scene. No offense, Tylene. <laughs> um, it was very hard hitting, and 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 this is no comment on on uh, <laughs> not wanting to work with Eileen. <laughs> but uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. When Eileen left, that was the best moment for me. <laughs> no, no, that that scene um, for me was like, I mean, every scene I had with Eileen was was like a masterclass, and I told her this, and. Um, uh, you know, I'm probably never going to stop singing your praises, Eileen, but um, I I left that scene and, and I hope audiences leave that scene feeling the same way, but I left feeling, uh, uh, well, man, <laughs> physically uh, changed by it, honestly. Um, and sure. I've, I've dealt with with family loss in my life and, and, it, and it brought back, it felt so real and so authentic. Um, and Eileen does such a beautiful job with it that I, I left and, and had to, to walk for half an hour and just walked off into the hills and, and to process um and and as an actor sometimes the moments that stand out to you aren't the moments of of like laughing and joking sometimes they're the, they're the really difficult moments that teach you about yourself um mm -hmm. I, and I came out of that feeling weirdly like I'd, I'd processed a lot of stuff that I'd been holding for a long time um and I think that's a testament to Michael's writing too in that he writes such authentic relationships so putting words in your mouth people got along on the set and people loved the craft. Oh, oh the humanity. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, can you share a favorite moment, experience, highlight, et cetera, as well? It's funny just listening to these guys talk about it. I mean, there's a million things that go through your mind. There's so many, you know, we would have, we had moose walk through a set one day. We had mountain lion, a lame mountain lion to keep an eye out for. I mean, we had different climates. We had, most spectacular landscapes i mean there's just so many 
Uh, um, I, I'm kind of like Tom, the, the horse riding for me was probably the, probably one of the most, uh, I, I think I've waited a long time to do a story where I got to be on a horse. Uh, I, I grew up sort of racing horses back, you know, as a, as a kid. And wow. I, I just, and I, I stopped riding for many, many years. And so coming back onto this was at least 15 years where I hadn't ridden. Uh, to me, it was like being a kid again. You know, it was, it was, I can't tell you just how, yeah, it's funny. I didn't think I was going to tell like it was, it was going to be like a meaningful thing like Tom's, but it, it kind of was, it was really profoundly meaningful to, to come back to, to, to getting to do something that I, I truly, truly loved. I mean, I used to just, we used to play tag on the horses with my sisters and we used to race. Like I just have so many formative memories of that. Um, and on set, we, we were chasing a hundred longhorned cattle across the prairies, across you know, swamps and through forests and up and down hills with big holes in the ground. I mean, the, across rock beds. I mean, it was, it, it's, it, what's amazing about doing this sort of thing is that you, you can't act. It's not about acting. It's literally about staying yeah. on the horse and surviving and, you know, not steering a, a longhorned cattle at your coaster. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's plenty of times where I was like, I think I've killed Tom. I'm, I'm just about to get pummeled by a cow. Um, it just, <laughs> so thrilling i mean we, we, we there was only maybe fifth 10 10 wranglers and so tom and i would have to after every take ride across canada's prairies and go and capture the cows again to do another take i mean it doesn't get more freeing than that it was so yeah so beautiful well following up on that daniel which required more prep your role in billy the kid or portraying vince neal uh same different i mean like there's physical things there was the the singing singing part for for vince and uh vince was a lot <laughs> put it that way vince was a lot um this this was more historical research and um yeah just exploring my imagination and 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 the period you know i didn't know anything about the american west I, somehow somehow it's just a part of history that I never bothered to look at. And so just looking at, at the, the formation of America and the civil war and the reconstruction and then sort of onto the Gilded Age. I mean, it's that I, I really love that process. Um, it was a, yeah. That reaffirms <laughs> the, the old thing about non-Americans know more about American history than Americans do. Because all <laughs> I know about from the West is watching film and television projects. Uh, Eileen, a lot of studies or historical research for you for this project, or did you just let the script guide everything? I think I think I looked a little bit into the history because I knew because we are playing real people, which mm -hmm. to me blew my mind to start with because I thought of Billy the Kid as fictional, a roguish person that I was rooting for, but nevertheless, I didn't <laughs> realize that he was the son of Irish immigrants. Um, but for me, I think my girl's script was the main tool for me moving forward and how I really got into the role or, or approached the part. Um, because, because I wanted to bring it from being other to straight to being really here mm -hmm. and present and relatable and, and understand it and things like that. So um, Michael wrote... Uh, 
furnished us with like the most incredible script that was rooted in such humanity that um yeah it was a real gift to have that and that was the main thing that I did work from yeah and before I let you guys go uh Tom same question at you a lot of historical prep needed or just the script guided the process yeah I think uh, when, when you start with the process of, of portraying someone who's historical and, and who was alive uh you you at least for me I felt I always feel a, uh, a kind of pressure to honor them or, mm-hmm. or a respo- not a pressure, a responsibility is a better word, a responsibility. Obligation. Like An obligation, yeah, but, but also responsibility because you, you can't help but think if I were this person being portrayed in 150 years from now, I would want someone to, to, to do right by me um, and, and tell my truth. That being said, you know, every account out there that is a, supposedly a historical account is also written by people who had a certain opinion of him. And so there's sure. a lot of opinion in it. And so you read it and each of them kind of differs a little bit. And so what you get is this like many faces of Billy the Kid. And as an actor, in a way that's freeing because you kind of put a lot of pressure on yourself to read the history, do the research, which you do. And then at a certain point, there's a realization where you have to just find your own version of it. You have to, you have to honor him as best as, as, as he speaks to you as a person. Um, and so, yes, it starts with the books, but then for me, it was really about taking a pilgrimage down to, down to Lincoln County in Fort Sumner where he's buried in New Mexico. Uh, and for me, that was the most grounding kind of rooting experience that made me empathize with him fully because I could see, I mean, a lot of those places have barely changed. Lincoln is still a one in one way in one way out town. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of the buildings are still there in the same place that they were. You can see the turret that they, that they defended Lincoln from. Um, I mean, it's, it's like palpable, you know, and then you learn to ride and you learn to shoot. And before you know it, you, you, you feel him, you feel him with you. Um, so it's, it's a mix of historical research and then just embodiment and finding the physical attributes of the person. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you all on a masterful, masterful experience and job etc looking forward to everything that's next from all of you including billy the kid season two so thank you all awesome thank you so much hey am i getting you from beautiful hawaii oh man you might be like the most beautiful zoom location i've ever been in i definitely uh i'm impressed with what i see but thank you for taking the time and we were connected by the Essential Elements team. How did you wind up working with them? Um, they approached me for sponsorship um, and they sent me some of their products and I really liked them. So I, I'm just starting my partnership with them. Um, and they, the whole team just flew out to Hawaii. We did like a two day um, production shoot and got to know those guys and um, pretty legendary crew. I don't think the campaign's being announced for a few weeks. So how long was this all in the works for? Um, it happened pretty quickly. Um, maybe like two months it's been in the works, but I was surprised. Like usually my sponsorships are like, yeah, you have two production days, like whatever. We probably won't use them. Like this felt like I did an Expedia commercial or something that was like so organized and intense. And there was like acting, uh, reading lines and stuff. So it was, it was fun. That's an interesting thing about your career, you know, national championships aside, you've also had success with, you know, cafe, health food store kind of stuff, and now partnerships with other brands. But what was the long-term goal when you started? Was it just, I want to get paid to surf and that was it? I mean, I, I think I, 
I didn't know how to do anything else but surf. Um, I just loved surfing so much. And um, I was fortunate enough to make a living from a young age doing it. So very quickly, I was like, fuck, I want to be a world champion. Like, I want to be on that, that tour and be competing at the highest level. Um, but then just through, you know, injuries and um, maybe immature mindsets, I kind of went a different route and did like free surfing and making films and starting a YouTube channel and then realizing that I can make a living off of social media and YouTube and making content. Like I can get paid to go around the world and surf the best waves. Um, right. Which was like, like, wait a minute. Like I'm figuring out how to do what I love for living, um, which I think is the goal. Right. So now it's become like, how can I continue to get paid to surf and, um, not feel guilty when I got to tell everyone I'm going surfing, you know? Good points there. When I was a kid, professional surfers, I think they were all under 30. And now we're seeing Kelly Slater still killing it in his 50s. When did you start to notice that surfing was something that you could do the rest of your life? I mean, I, so I grew up on Kauai. Um, and during that time, it was the reign of Andy and Bruce Irons. And they were like the kings of surfing. And I I grew up in the same place as them. So I'd see them surfing. And it was, I have this distinct memory of watching Bruce and Andy um, come out of the water. And, and I was just like, oh my God, like they're so fit and like confident. And they're like superheroes. It was like seeing Batman and Superman uh, <laughs> in real life. So I was like, I want to be like that. Like that is my goal. And I think that, I, I don't know, I never really thought too long-term. Um, it seems as if, like, surfers never retire, you know? Maybe they stop making money, but they never stop surfing. Um, and I was just going to cross that bridge when it came. But um, it's amazing to see Kelly as an example of if you take care of yourself, um, you might be able to do this for, for a very long time. Um, I think the most inspiring thing for him uh, is staying inspired enough um, to want to put a jersey on over and over again, to get out there and surf when the waves are shitty, to practice. Um, it's just amazing because you can get you can get sick of it pretty easily. <laughs> now, I'm dialing in from a beach town on Long Island. It's called Long Beach, New York. It was supposed to have a surfing tournament like 10 years ago through Quicksilver. Didn't happen but very different surfing vibes out here. As somebody who grew up in Hawaii, still lives in Hawaii, where do you like to vacation? Do you do the exact opposite of Hawaii? A vacation? Yeah. When I, whenever I can, I, whenever I have time off, I, I try to come back to Kauai. Um, and that is my vacation, going back home. Wow. So it's not the exact opposite where you crave a New York winter? <laughs> I mean, snowboarding is kind of an example of a vacation because um, it's like similar to surfing. You get that adrenaline, but you're so far out of your element. It's like the complete opposite. So, yeah, maybe snowboarding is my vacation. <laughs> well, what I've learned so far is that you keep very busy between surfing, acting and modeling projects. We saw you on that ABC show, the partnerships, 
you have a lot on your plate, but when you're not busy with all that, where does your free time usually go? My free time usually goes to like recharging. Um, when I'm not super busy, I'm like, like still working out and eating good and surfing as much as I can, but um, trying to do it more unplugged, not filming it, um, trying to get away from my phone, spending time in the forest and just like kind of recharging my energy um, so that when I, when I do have to go on the road, like I, I, I'm full, you know, and I'll, I'll last a while because I've just noticed if I coming from Kauai um, and Hawaii, just born in nature, like it's crazy. We live like a Tarzan lifestyle, you know, and then I'll, I'll find myself in California for a month or New York or something like that. And like, I can just feel myself like slowly, slowly running out of gas, you know? What music keeps you inspired or motivated when it comes to doing cardio or exercise? Um, I listen to rap. I listen to Kid Cudi radio, kind of Mac Miller, that kind of vibe. Um, but it's funny. I have a, I have a sensitive brain um, because I've, hit my head a couple of times pretty bad so music really affects my my mood and my my hear like my hearing so I get really fragile um so I find myself a lot of the time listening to like very mellow music um like a Mozart or like a reggae just something that's like here to help me relax cool well two quick questions and then I'm gonna let you go and the first one is when you're recharging when you're doing the exact opposite of the celebrities slash athletes slash influencer kind of lifestyle what are you watching on tv do you have a recommended show that you could pass along oh uh, i i don't have a tv wow <laughs> how, how long have you been without a tv for um i mean growing up we didn't have much access like we my parents didn't let us watch tv um and I kind of, I mean, I watch movies. I love movies. I love TV shows and stuff. But I find that when I lock into a TV show, it's all I think about all day long. Um, it's like, I'm wondering, like I've recently, like I was watching Ozark um, and I, I had tried to watch Ozark before, but it was so intense that I'd think about it all day. So I, I stopped watching it and then I tried to watch it again. And then I realized that, like throughout my day I'm constantly wondering what Marty Bird's up to you know and it's, <laughs> it's semi-negative and fear-based um so I just realized that I wasn't able to tap into like my positive mind frame um and just keeping my brain a place where it's like 100% positive mm -hmm. um and I just live a happier life when, when my brain is um, a happy place. So. Good answer. Yeah. And yeah. in closing, because again, the essential elements team said, Hey, you two were talking. What's your favorite flavor of the essential elements products on the market? Um, I love that they do things with apple cider vinegar. Um, apple cider vinegar is an amazing tool that I've used my whole life. Um, 
if I'm feeling sick, I put it in my water. Um, if I ate a meal that's just kind of upsetting my stomach, I'll drink it straight, um, which is very intense. If oh, yeah. try to drink it straight. Oh, yeah. Um, so the cool thing about essential elements, figuring out how to make apple cider vinegar taste good with their gummies. Um, I just love that so much. And also their hydration um, is just amazing. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I like partnering with brands that care about the world and care about the health of humans um and essential uh elements is just like right on par with that so super stoked to be a part of them sasha jemima thank you both for doing this the same first question goes at both of you i'll throw it to sasha first and that's the sally rooney book that inspired this series how much of it did you use as research for the role um not that much actually which i know sounds kind of crazy but um you know what i liked about the story and what i liked about bobby is kind of exactly what i wanted to like dive deeper in especially since it's through francis perspective so it's not like there's a big hearty amount of information and action and all that once you're having actual scenes and playing them out uh there's a lot more to it versus just snippets so um if if anything not that much like i didn't just i didn't go back and reference as much as like ali would you know it wasn't completely necessary it's more about the breakdown of the script is what i used cool well same question to you jemima if you don't mind yeah i agree um you know the, the word interpretation gets thrown around a lot um with you know books and movies because and and uh and i don't i don't necessarily i i mean i use it too but i don't necessarily think that uh it needs to be an in that it needs to be thought of as an interpretation i think it can be its own thing and the you know even the writers took liberties right um so anyone watching it picking up on things that are not in sync with the book it, it um it it's not it's not it's irrelevant you know we're making our own thing based on the book. I would say based on is a yeah. better is a better word for it. And so I, yeah, I didn't need to reference the book so much. I'm refer referencing the script most of the time and the character and the, what I know about the character. Um, if we were trying to recreate the book moment for moment, maybe I would, but even then I don't know if it would matter. Yeah. Uh, question. At Sasha here, Bobby Connolly, is there much of Bobby in you or you and Bobby? Uh, yeah, I think a, a, a little bit of both of maybe of, of how she'll kind of take a step back before responding. I think that's just the Libra in me. I try to like, you know, not be uh, so in your face. Um, I'm very opinionated, but at the same time, I'm not that blunt, like, oh my God, <laughs> some of the stuff she says and how she says it. Um, and I do not have that level of confidence. I do not want to be the center of the room. I don't want to dance and be all happy to be, I'd rather drink in my room. So, yeah. Well, in closing a two-parter at Jemima, that same question to you, Melissa Conway, is there much of that character in you, vice versa? And what's the best song by Free? Okay. Um, there, yes, there is some of me in that character because I'm playing her, um, and there's a certain amount of of uh, my 
that my energy and my manner that is go- that is now going to be Melissa's because I'm I'm playing her. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I I would say that I think we were all cast for re- for a reason as other than uh, skill set, which is obviously number one. But I think there's other element, another element to that too. Um, and the best song by Free to me is uh, 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 I like Be My Friend. I don't movie. know that one. I have to do some deep digging as a classic rock fan. Well, well by the way, Sasha Free is my uh, was uh, my father's first band. Because <laughs> you know, I was sitting here like. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. You know what? No, not that. Mr. Big is probably my favorite. Okay, Mr. Big and Be My Friend. Well, thank you both for your time and looking forward to whatever is next. Hopefully season two of this show. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Outro cast. Darren? Thank you very much and congratulations on your victory. Thank you. Uh, I'll I'll keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I I feel that I'm, you know, um, I'm coming for my prime. I'm always, I always thought that I'm, you know, my prime would come with 24, 25 years old. I was wrong. I think I'm not even my prime. I will, you know, start like now with 29, 30 years old. So, like I said, I will be patient and. Uh, wait for, for, for good fights, keep learning, not just keep training, you know. I will keep learning because this is, uh, for me, this is the most important part of the game, improving uh, my techniques and uh, my mental abilities. So uh, this is my focus now. Outro cast. Darren? Thanks for having me. Congratulations on the victory, Bobby. Thank you. Man, since I'm home, uh, I'm gonna go home and spend some time with niece and nephews and my family, go celebrate, eat some food. I miss the local food, man. So I'm definitely gonna go eat, rest, sit in the beach, and soak it all in. Jeff, a pleasure to speak with you again. And the last time we spoke, we talked about your history as a manager of a comedy club and also a successful stand-up comic. My words that you're a successful stand-up comic, not yours. Uh, mm-hmm. I was wondering if the creative process in creating stand-up material is really, really different to helming TV shows to the point that you almost had to unlearn what you knew as a comic to succeed with shows like this. Uh, it's, it is very different uh, because stand-up is like short. It's like a little short sprint. It's a sketch and then you and usually find a different bit not a sketch, but a bit, and you fit the, that bit in between two other bits at work. Whereas uh, writing this show, when I first wrote out the, the Bible for it, there were 13 characters. There's no TV show with 13 characters. And as I, we, I was creating the characters, like, well, Carlos needs a wife, and I want to make the wife, uh, I, I don't want her to be Latina, I want to open the family up. And, and then trying to create a story arc for 13 people. And there is a story arc for 13 people, for those who have watched. It was, it was a lot of architecture. It was a lot of planning. Uh, and, and by the time it got to the writer's room, it really worked. And then, you know, when the actors put it on the stage, they just were absolutely brilliant and they just gave it so much life. And like I said, I am blessed with, you know, uh, just this amazing team of actors around the, the show. 
Outrocast. <laughs>